Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The UEFA Champions League Final is just days away. So today on the Fine Margins YouTube channel, we bring in a very special guest to help preview the action. We're going to go through what Inter need to do to win, how Metro City are going to look to exploit the Italian side, and talk about possible bets that you can make. Let's get right into it. To help us preview this massive match, the Champions League final, we've brought in an Interfan onto the Fine Margins channel today, the soccer and tennis content division of the Hammer Betting Network. We have Alex in. Alex, first thoughts, how are you feeling ahead of this final? Um, just really a lot of gratitude that Inter have even gotten to this point because, Jacob, this is really wasn't supposed to happen this season. Like, you know, Inter obviously earned it to get this far, but heading into this UCL campaign, um, I think most Interisti, realistic ones anyway, were thinking, you know, try to get farther than they've gone in recent years, which would have been quarterfinals. Try to get through the round of 16, and then you can call that a successful European season. So, Obviously, the expectations, they change with every round and every Inter supporter is going to be heading into this gigantic match against Manchester City, hoping to hoist the trophy. And if they don't, there's going to be disappointment. But to even have gotten this far, there is a sense, I think, that Inter have been playing with house money. Yeah, it does feel like that is the case. I don't want to be disrespectful in saying it. It, it probably was pretty nice to get out of the group at all, a group that featured Barcelona and Bayern Munich. That was impressive in itself, and getting all the way to the final has been quite the achievement. Now facing, obviously, the Goliath task of having to take on this Manchester City machine one win away from completing the treble. Before we go any further, by the way, reminding everybody watching to drop a like if you enjoy what you see along the way and subscribe for more soccer content just like this that we have coming all summer on the Fine Margins channel. But as I mentioned, getting out of the group with the achievement, I think that there was a little bit of help along the way with the draw going in, in your favor, not having to take Real Madrid, not having to take Manchester City. But obviously, you're here, and now you want to win. Obviously, I think you'd be pretty satisfied looking back getting to the final, but you're here, you want to win. So what is it going to take for Inter in this one to stop what nobody else across any event other than the Carabao Cup has been able to do with Manchester City? I think it's fascinating when you look at the matchups uh, and just the path to victory for Inter in this game. And it is fortunate for Inter that they, over the past six weeks or so, have been in the best form that they've been in going back to when they won a Scudetto a couple of years ago. And that was domestic form, not so much European form. They've been clicking on all cylinders. I mean, there there was a period early in the spring when Inter strikers were not scoring, when Edin Dzeko, who is you know, mid-30s, was looking very old and tired, and Lautaro Martinez uh, hit a, a tough patch of form. He's now one of one of the top-form strikers in Europe at this point. Uh, you can say the same thing for Romelu Lukaku, who's hitting the best form that he's been in since his previous stint at Inter two yeah. years ago. So the, the way that this really goes for, for the Nerazzurri is um, Manchester City, you can expect, is going to have most of the ball in this one possession wise probably going to be 65 if not 70 percent in city's favor that's something inter are okay with um they they are the type of quick striking counter-attacking team 
uh, and they're really dangerous on the break, especially when you have someone who's in the form that Lautaro Martinez is in and Lukaku has that strength to really plow forward. His holdup play has been excellent. So Inter are not going to mind. They're not going to try to win the possession battle with City. In fact, their game plan, I believe, is going to be a lot of men behind the ball absorbing pressure and then trying to break like a bolt of lightning when they do get the ball back, however often that happens. So obviously the counterattacking is going to be sharp, and I'm sure that's something that Pep Guardiola is preparing for. But then, of course, the key for Inter is when you're going to be absorbing a lot of pressure and surely absorbing a lot of scoring opportunities, and when you're going up against a scoring machine like Erling Haaland, uh, there's going to be some concern there. They're going to have to get a little bit fortunate in the back. Uh, Andre Onana enters goalkeeper who is – uh, just really had a tremendous season. Um, he's going to have to make, I'm sure, some ridiculous saves and probably stand on his head at times. And then for, you know, Inter's back line, uh, you know, someone like um, someone like Francesco Acerbi, you know, however many times he's called into action against someone like Holland, there are people in the city of Milan that are kind of burning sage and saying prayers for him and kind of exercising <laughs> every superstition possible. Uh, they're going to have to have basically a perfect performance, enters back line, uh, and they'll probably end up letting some goals up in this one. I, I think a clean sheet is probably too much to ask for, but if the back line and the goaltending uh, is solid from Onana and Inter can create some opportunities on the break, that would be their path to victory. They're going to have to score some goals against the run of play. Yeah, and they sat very high up the field, but just cut off any supply line into the midfield, and especially cutting off the supply line to Erling Holland up top. So I imagine Inter will try to follow suit. But where Man United were able to be a little bit more stubborn is having such a defense-minded midfield. They went with Casemiro and Fred. Inter Milan, on their way to getting to this point, have had a pretty attacking central three in the midfield. Uh, Barella, Chalinoglu, Mkhitaryan were the, the three that were involved in the second leg against AC Milan. Do you see that changing for this one against Manchester City? Because I would imagine it does. That's a great question, and and I would imagine, uh, and and kind of the you know Simone Inzaghi is still figuring out his uh, his lineup. I'm sure he's going to second guess himself a hundred times. But there seems to be a lot of momentum for Marcelo Brozovic starting this match, the Croatian yeah. international, who is you know uh, obviously he's he's had you know a little bit of a down year and he's dealt with some injuries. He's not been his just usual consistent self because for the past really three seasons. Brozovic has been one of the most consistent performers on Inter. He's been a little bit more inconsistent this year. But when he's on, he's just solid. Doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Uh, he can be a lot of help from a defensive presence, which, like you're saying, would come in very handy in a matchup like this. And he distributes the, the football very calmly and collectively and, and seems to have good vision for outlet passes and things of that nature. So I, I believe Brozovic is going to start this match. And it it seems like a natural thing because Henrik Mkhitaryan has dealt with an injury and he, he will probably be fit enough to come off the bench. But I expect Brozovic to start. Um, so, so that's the midfield. And then I, I think the question from the top line, and I'm sorry if I'm jumping ahead of your questioning, but no, no. Uh, it seems like a natural segue when we're talking about the way Inzaghi might line up this team. I think the biggest question he's been asking himself, and he admitted it earlier this week, and he's probably going to, you know, maybe, you know, cross off a few names and, and change things between now and Saturday. Uh, but he's got a tough decision to make, and maybe it shouldn't be a tough decision whether to start Romelu Lukaku or Edin Dzeko. And I, I just feel with the form that Lukaku has been in over the past uh, five, six weeks, 
And, you know, Ed Njeko was obviously the healthier and much better form striker early in the season, but Lukaku has just been a menace in recent weeks. Um, you know, he Inzaghi might think he's overthinking it to start Lukaku because Dzeko is really the guy who's helped Inter even reach this point into the final. But I just believe based on the recent form and, you know, Lukaku and, and Lautaro have good chemistry that goes back to their previous time together at Inter and they haven't really given that up so much. I just think it makes all the sense in the world to start Lukaku. And then if you're if you are chasing goals late in the match, maybe you, you bring on Dzeko around the 60 or 70th minute as, you know, an extra striker uh, because he does have a little bit of magic left in his legs. But then even if you start Jekko, you're probably subbing him off around the hour mark anyway because he doesn't have the legs to go 90-plus. Yeah, I, I think I think you're on the right track there. I, I wouldn't be surprised either way if it's Jekko or Lukaku. But as far as Brozovic, I, that's exactly what I was kind of hinting at. My expectation was that he was going to be involved. Definitely... You like both hold the ball really well. Maybe there's a little bit of extra pedigree with Lukaku if you're looking to hit on uh, a little bit faster on the counterattacks. But uh, once again, I, I don't think there's a really wrong way to approach that one. I, I think it, it seems like you kind of want Lukaku in, but it wouldn't surprise me if, if Dzeko did still get the start because of the impact he's had on the way of getting to this point and for maybe having the more consistent season overall. But let's look on the other side of it as well. I expect Inter to play extremely wide and try to stretch this Manchester City team because their formation is kind of a confusing one to process, but it's kind of like a 3-2-4-1, very narrow. Inter playing with the, the wingbacks, Dumfries able to really spread the field as well and really provide pace in the counterattacks. I think Inter are going to be looking to play it extremely wide. So what are Manchester City going to be looking for to exploit Inter? What do you think Pep Guardiola's game plan is going to be for this one? Um, yeah, there there have been times uh, this season um, where I I Inter can, in certain high pressure situations, make some mistakes in the back line. Um, th th that's been one of those issues where you know sometimes you'll see an errant pass and a self inflicted wound, and I think those are things that Manchester City can take care of because at the same time, while Inter can be really decisive on the counter attack. Sometimes that first pass just goes wrong. And when that first pass goes wrong, you're giving it away in your own final third. Uh, we, we seem to see that happen in some big matches. And sometimes City, ah, opponents, you know, lower table can't take advantage of that. A, a team like Manchester City, it only takes one mistake for them yeah. to kill you. So I, I think that's that, that's one of those things that, that could be exploited. Um, re really, outside of that, um, I, I don't see too many fatal flaws with this Inter squad with the way that they've been playing lately. You know, I think trying to con control that midfield battle, I think, is important. Um, and you hit the nail on the head when it comes to the wide areas. And, and I'm glad you, you brought up Denzel Dumfries because these are the sort of matches where Dumfries really shines. Um, sometimes in domestic competitions when, you know, things are just a little bit more slower paced in Italy and, and teams tend to, you know, a, a lot of like the lower table teams will just sort of put, you know, 11 men, 10 men behind the ball. Um, Dumfries is not quite as dangerous in the tight spaces, but when you give him actually room to kind of uh, just roam free along the right wing, that's when his pace can really hurt you. This, These are the sort of matches, like we've seen him play really well at times in the World Cup and really well at times in Champions League. I think that these are the sort of matches that suit him. And then on the other side, at the left wing back, um, someone I, I give so much credit to has improved so much this season is Federico Di Marco. Uh, because really before, before, and he's been solid both domestically and in Europe this year. And before this campaign started, I, you know, I, I 
DeMarco was not supposed to be the starter at left wing back. It was supposed to be Robin Gosens, but DeMarco has played so well that the German international Gosens has just had a hard time getting on the pitch consistently. I could see both of them having an impact because I could see Gosens coming on maybe in the final 20 minutes as sort of a super sub to add some of that extra pace. And he's, you know, a pretty skilled goal scorer. But DeMarco is just a, an overall uh, really good left wing back. And he does a nice job kind of picking out passes and crosses. And he's got, you know, a really dangerous shot from outside the box. So I think if there's really any path to victory, he's going to have to be a big part of it, as will Dumfries, because a lot of things, like you said, are going to come from wide areas and crosses and set pieces. And DiMarco and Hakan Chalhanolu, uh, the Turkish midfielder, are the primary free kick and corner kick takers. Uh, their deliveries have been on point this year. Uh, I could see Inter, if they're going to score enough goals to potentially win this match, I think one of those may come from a set piece. Uh, right. And, and I think the Dumfries matchup is just a, it has that extra importance because Kyle Walker can kind of cancel you out on that side. But yeah. Nathan Ake, as as amazing as he, I, I expect Ake to start this one, by the way, on the left side. Akanji started the FA Cup final, but I think it'd be a poor decision to not go with Ake against Dumfries for this one. But the lack of width, ability to counter, and that extra space, I think that Dumfries will be somebody that does concern Guardiola a little bit going into this one. But Let's move to the betting side of this one as well. We'll pull up the bet stamp odd screen for this one. And we have, as far as the win draw win goes, inside the 90 city, firmly favored at minus 222, best in market at Barstool, Inter at plus 650 for win bet. And the over under is sitting around two, two and a half goals here, heavily juiced to the over, minus 133 on the over, plus 115 on the under, Betway on the over, Barstool on the under at the time of recording. Recording this Wednesday, you guys will see this on Thursday. But Reminder, for high-profile matches just like this one, for everybody watching, you have to be line shopping. You have to be searching for the best price in market because these are so sharp on these lines. But in order to do that, you need to have sportsbooks open and at your disposal. And make sure, if you're signing up to a new sportsbook, you use our affiliate code, betstamp.app slash findmargins. The link is in the description. But if you're watching on YouTube, you can scan the QR code in the bottom left corner. If you're going to open a new sportsbook anyways, you can support the show a little bit extra by using our affiliate codes there and making yourself a bit of a sharper better. When it comes to these lines, we'll go back to Alex. You're a Milan fan. Anything surprising when it comes to this one and the way it's been laid out here? Uh, no. Um, I, it, you know, you, when you were saying the two and a half over under, and that, but then you said heavily juiced towards the over, that makes sense to me. Uh, that obviously over two and a half seems like the safer bet, but at minus one thirty-three, you're not getting as much in return there. Uh, as far as the actual odds, um, I fully understandable why Manchester City are such a heavy favorite. So obviously, uh, people can either play it that way if they're that confident, or you know, for the Interisti watching, if you feel like <laughs> Inter are going to shock the world, you're getting pretty good odds on that opportunity, right? And 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 kind of a funny thing that I, I've noticed, Jacob, because I have a lot of friends who are Manchester City supporters. I probably know more Man City fans than I do Inter fans, uh, to be honest. A lot of them just seem they seem nervous about the idea that they're such heavy favorites in this match because obviously Man City on, on the European stage have let their fans down uh, time and time again. So I, I think they look at, at those numbers. They're like, wow, it's, it's just a weird position to be in for everyone to think, you know, we've got to win this Champions League and we have to win this Champions League. And I think that's another reason why 
uh, Inter are, you know, you obviously you feel pressure when you're in a cup final like this, but there's a lot less pressure on Inter than there is on Man City. So that's something I'm interested in seeing if Pep really tries to reinvent the wheel with his starting 11, if he overthinks this, because that's one of those things. Guardiola yeah. tends to overthink things at times. We'll see how this one plays out. He, he actually has directly referenced the overthinking on, on course to getting to the final here. I think what, what he should do is just literally keep everything the same, except, you know, maybe swap a Kanji for Ake. That, that's what I do. But the rest keep exactly the same. There's no sense in changing Gundogan, Rodri, De Bruyne. There's no sense in changing from Mares, sorry, from uh, Bernardo Silva and Grealish. Just, just keep it the same. But as you said, there's just that chance that he does. Don't think this year we'll get that. And um, for anybody wondering, the to win the final, I had pulling up pinnacle odds here. It's minus four fifty for City, plus three forty eight for Inter. That's just to win the cup on in the ninety in an extra time on penalties, whatever it may be. So. Man City firmly favored. I agree with these prices. If I was playing anything for this one, I don't think I can really take those numbers, but uh, the over two and a half would be one I would consider. Me too. And if I had to play a side, I would probably look at Man City at minus 222, but uh, I think the over under would be more so where I'm looking at this one. I I just think this this is poised to be City's time to win the Champions League, but Inter can frustrate for sure. Inter can be dangerous on the counterattacks, so I'm very interested to see. So we'll wrap it up. We'll give you the final word here, Alex. How about a score prediction and any thoughts going into this one? Any final thoughts? Yeah, if uh, you know, as much as I, I would love to, and I will of course be rooting for Inter to pull it off. I think my uh, my my realistic score prediction, somewhat realistic. Some people think I may not be giving City enough credit, <laughs> but I'm going to go with like a a three to two Manchester city victory, which means I I see a lot of goals happening in this one. Um, And I just hope it's an entertaining match. If I'm going to give you a three, two prediction, I hope it's not like three nil and then interscore a couple of goals, you know, late to kind of get a backdoor cover. Like I I hope it's actually a back (laughs) and forth type of game. And I think it's going to be a good match. You know, I I think, uh, City will be feeling the pressure before the match starts, and then Inter will be feeling Man City's pressure once the match does start. I think it's probably going to take Inter maybe five, ten minutes to grow into the match a little bit. I think they'll have to suffer early on and then maybe start to get a few chances on the counter after that. So hopefully hopefully it's a great match, and if Inter can pull it off, I'll be parading down the street. (laughs) I certainly think Inter can't start any worse than Manchester United did last weekend, so as long as it takes at least... 14 seconds, they may have a chance in this one. So we'll see how everything plays out here as we get towards the UEFA Champions League final. Thank you once again to Alex for joining us on today's UEFA Champions League final preview. But for more soccer and tennis content just like this, please make sure you are subscribed to the Fine Margins channel. Make sure you rate and review five stars or listening in audio form. Drop a like if you enjoyed and check out the hammer.bet for more sports betting content.